0: Hey, y'all, this is Ashley, also known as Bored Becky, and you're listening to Fired Up on the
1: Blockchain with Travi.
2: This is OSF, and I'm getting wrecked with Travi.
1: And I'm like, Travi, come on now. Like, you, you got this under control.
2: Yo, what's up? It's G-Love, and I'm Fired Up with Travi.
3: This is Danielle Petty, co-founder of the 90s Babes, and you're listening to Fired Up on the Blockchain with Travi.
0: What's up? It's your Web3 bestie Liz Morrison, and I'm Soy Encendida en la cadena de bloques con Travi.
4: What up, y'all? This is Sammy Ariaga on Fired Up on the blockchain with Travi.
0: I'm Ray Isla,
4: and I'm fired up on the
1: blockchain with Travis.
0: Mm. what's up world it's spotty wi-fi the king of the crypto punks and you are now tuned in to fired up on the blockchain with my guy travi
4: ladies and gentlemen boys and girls friends and D-Gens, for the thousands in attendance and the millions listening in podcast land my name is Travi, and we are fired up on the blockchain. Hey, Travi, let's effing go. And Woo! Welcome to episode 50, the big 5-0 of Fired Up on the Blockchain with Travi. There's been a lot going on in the markets lately with places like OpenSea, for example. A lot of the marketplaces starting to either take away or make optional That secondary royalty component, which was a major factor in what made Web3 the Web3 that we know and love. And, you know, I had a great conversation with some good friends, Fanzo and Gregarious, uh, live on the Twitter space. And we were talking just about the idea of marketplaces and fees. And I was thinking about something and, you know, I know a lot of people out there want to pay as little fees as possible. And I think really that's the, that's the key to it, right? So if you could pay less money overall in fees, I think people are happy. Now when not everybody's beginning to understand, and I think what some of us are starting to see is that those fees are split between the royalties for the creators or the artists or the musicians. And then there's another fee straight to the marketplace like OpenSea. So the idea of making the optional fee to go back to the artist, but not making an optional fee for the marketplace, that's just a little bit like, I don't know. It doesn't seem very balanced. So I think what we have to do as consumers and holders and collectors out there we need to take a look at where the fees are going so obviously you want to keep as much eth in your pocket as possible when you're shopping around but if you're going to be paying you know 5% fees to the marketplace and no percent fees or half a percent to the the artist who did that work whose literally literal livelihood is depending on <laughs> some of these sales I don't know. I think you just kind of have to take a look and see where it's going. And, and there are a lot of other marketplaces out there um, besides OpenSea that are allowing creator royalties that are taking less marketplace fees. So just take a look. I mean, Snag Solutions, we had Snag Solutions on one of the earlier episodes with Zach Herwagen, And he talks a lot about how they're really not trying to take marketplace fees from you, the consumer, but they are trying to continue to give royalties back to the creator. I have to say this. I'm going to take a step back and tell you this. The Journey NFT was never planning on using secondary royalties to sustain uh, its longevity. If anything, if we were going to get secondary royalties, they were uh, going to go into our grant funds for the schools. Um, And also maybe into the Artist Support Fund. So um, it doesn't really affect us in that way. But it also kind of led me down this rabbit hole. Hear me out. It's going to sound obvious to some of you, but it's starting to dawn on me that not everybody out there cares about utility or cares about doing good things on the blockchain or cares about community. But I can tell you this, if you're a holder of the journey, you do. And because of that, I and the team will continue to reward you. I know that everybody out there would like to flip. Everybody out there would like to make some ETH. More power to you. But I have to tell you this, as a holder of the journey, the longer you hold, the more things we're going to give you, whether it's more NFT airdrops, whether it's the merch claims, whether it's access to things that we're doing with our partners. I have been a part of membership clubs, and I understand what that's like. And that's what the journey is all about. You can do whatever you want with your token. But guess what? I'll always appreciate you for being an early holder. Now, let's quickly go into today's NFT tutoring session.
0: Hi, hi, hi. It's time for school.
4: Yes, that's right. It is time for school. And if you don't know, NFT 365 Podcast with Fanzo just hit 400 episodes. So big congratulations to Fanzo and the whole team at NFT 365 I am humbled and honored to be a co-host for season two. But Fanzo has been doing this for a very long time. And it just so happens that this is where we are on Fanzo's journey. So it's really cool to be part of that along with you. If you haven't subscribed to NFT 365, please go ahead and do that. This is episode 50 for us and Fired Up on the Blockchain with Travi. So I just want to go ahead and thank some of the people who have been here with us And also have been guests on this podcast. So I want to give a big shout out to some of my friends who have been on these episodes. Duckmaster from the Nonco Ducks and NFT venues. Thank you very much. Nadim from the Crypto Legends. Thank you very much. Fanzo, of course. Thank you very much. Riddles with Grassverse. It was a pleasure to chat with you. Danielle Petty and the 90s Babes. Thank you very much brandon and the rest of the og collective whether you've been on as a guest or you've been listening thank you very much board becky and Kara from the fame lady squad thank you very much that was one of our most downloaded episodes nathan and tim from avril 15 thank you very much g love the grammy nominated musician's been doing his thing for so long thank you so much it was an honor Jay Thorne's been on twice from the Music NFT Show podcast and also his own Music NFTs. I mentioned Zach Hairwagon from Snag Solutions. Thank you, sir. My buddy Jay Alders, fine artist here from the great state of New Jersey. Thank you so much. Katie Brinkley, it's been a pleasure having you on. I think that was one of our, our most favorite conversations we had. Uh, also Girls Night in Web3. Becky and Liz, it was a pleasure to have you on. Vince Warnock, marketing genius, thank you very much. Coach B. Patel, it was an honor to have you on. I love seeing what you're up to with Meta Athletes and, of course, with Drew, uh, who's been a guest on here as well. Spotty Wi-Fi, thank you so much for being on two times. Mason Eve on the special edition uh, with her very limited and exclusive sold-out drop. Congratulations and thank you. Homefield.fit with Daniel Caridi. I love what Daniel's doing for the kids in in the schools. I also need to give a big shout out to La Leyenda, a Mezcal company who have an NFT where you can access their Mezcal slash tequila. Uh, We've got some really cool uh, Twitter spaces where I was on there with the crypto tech women and not your bro and honeys and sacred skulls so thank you so much for being a part of this Um, other musicians like Ray Isla coming on and even singing a little fired up on the blockchain with Travi for us thank you so much Um, along with Liv Charette, Adria Delon thank you so much Uh, Kate Phillipson one of my favorite one-of-one artists out there thank you for being a guest on here Greg with Zealous of course thank you so much thank you for everything you're doing our seven-year-old artist friend from the kitty cats, Ariana. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Uh, Then we had a two-part episode with the Crypto Dads. Been a big fan of the Crypto Dads. We'll always support the Crypto Dads, of course. Then we got my buddy, Moishi Kaufman. Moishi is uh, the host of Unruggable Podcast and also many Twitter spaces. Uh, I do have to give another shout-out to Liz. Liz Morrison and I did a recap for the end of 2022. We talked about a lot that went on in uh, Web3 in 2022. Um, then we went into 2023. Lots of love to these guests. Sandy Carter with Unstoppable Domains. Her Crypto Tess with Bulls and Apes Project. We had the Bugatti group, the luggage company, who launched their NFT. One of my favorite people from the Secret Artist Project was on here. We had Sammy Ariaga with Pixelated. Woo! We had OSF with Wrecked Guy was a guest on here. Deborah Gloria with her Sensuality uh, Photography collection. Thank you so much. And then, of course, we had C. Dot giving us all the alpha on how sports and NFTs are coming together. And today is a different kind of a day. Today, we're going to take a look at what it's like to build in public. A lot of times, late night on the Twitter spaces, some of your favorite people doing some of the great things in the space, come together and really just talk about a lot of things, from music to ideas to what it means to build together, and that's what today is all about. With your Web3 besties, a late night Twitter space with myself, Becky, Liz, Fanzo, Nikki Sparks, and Graham. Let's get into it.
3: Speaking of girl dads, our fave OG girl dad just rolled up in the room.
1: Yeah. trapped.
0: Girl dads to the stage, please. Please yes. report. Report.
2: Stage Did someone day. say girl dad? I heard girl
4: dad from my other uh, Twitter space. Yes. Yeah, you know it. it, man. Yes, sir. How's everybody doing on Girls Night tonight? We just finished up with Spotty and hopped right over here. Oh, oh nice.
0: awesome. How
4: was it? It was good. He's got a new drop. He's got a new song with Snoop. It's only out um, until Sunday, so we uh, we were talking about that, and uh, it's cool because he was on episode twenty of my pod, and this will be recorded for another one. Uh, it's it's great to to chat with people a few times to kind of like see how their journeys are going. Um, so it's cool to check in with you and see this open mic night. This uh, will you be my web three Valentine? This is this is a good night. What's up, uh, girls' night, fam, everybody.
3: Yeah, love to hear. You're it. the best hype man, Trav. You really do come through with some energy, my guy.
4: Uh, it's this it's it's easy when you love people. You know what I
0: mean? Oh yeah. Hi, I'm Liz. I'm Becky's co-host of Girls I Ended Up <laughs> Three. And um, yeah, so Becky and I were Twitter friends last year, and we met in real life last June at NFT NYC, and we. I basically, like, kind of forced her to eat Chicken Fingers with me, and it was truly, like, love at first meal. And we totally hit it off. Vic was there, too. He witnessed it. He can vouch for us. And, Wait, Liz. It yeah. was love at first 10D. Oh, my gosh. Love at first 10D. Honey pee.
3: Honey P. Okay, sorry. Continue.
0: Honey pee is our uh, nickname for 100% it's a joke on us saying 100% all the time. So anyways, honey pee. And yeah, so basically it was Love at First tendy. Like we started talking so much. We live across the uh, country. So Becky's in Washington right now and I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. So like we literally cannot hang out and have girls night. But like we want to and we also want to be able to chat Web3 things and like we get it, you know, it's like hard to find friends who get it in your real world sometimes. So we were like, why don't we start a Twitter Spaces? Like, we've been wanting to do this, you know, like both of us. We're both creators and creative people. And we love community. We love people making friends. So we're like, okay, let's do Girls End In Web 3 Twitter Spaces weekly Thursday nights and see how it goes. So here we are, week 26.
3: We created Web 3 Besties, and it's becoming a hub for all of our creative projects and the media that we are producing. Liz just launched a newsletter called The Permissionless Life and it is fire and her branding is so good and I highly recommend that you follow it. It's um, really talking about partnerships and then just being a multifaceted person. There's so many things that Liz does that aren't just defined by work. And I'm really excited for her to have an outlet to like express those things. So um, yeah, TPL is definitely like, we are very supportive. We highlight, we are showcasing basically everything that Liz and I do on a personal level or together under the Web3Besties account.
0: So Becky, if you don't know, she is incredibly talented when it comes to communication and writing. Like, if only I had 5% of her skills, like, I would feel really good about myself, but I don't. So, <laughs> work in progress. But, um, yeah, so Becky started a newsletter back in the day, and it is still current, just like, okay, let's, anyways, DJ Diaries. Well, Becky finds the most, um, she has to be super inspired when she writes. She can't just, you know, write for, out of, um feeling forced or obligation, right? She needs to really feel it. And so, you know, when Becky writes, you're going to get something good because it truly comes from her heart. And she expresses through all of that. Another thing to know about Becky, she is definitely heart on her sleeve. So like what you see her, hear her, what she's writing is truly authentic to her. So basically all that to say, um, I And listen, Becky will tell you, the way I hype this girl up, like, yo, you got to be writing, you got to be making your content, you got to be putting your newsletter out, like, you have such a good thing. So I stay hyping her. So it makes me so happy when I see her creating and writing, like, truly. I'm like, oh, yes. It feels so good to see your friends operating in their power, you know what I mean? And, like, using their superpowers. So she sent me a text yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah that she wrote another post on her medium and it is so good. And let's see. You didn't tweet about about it, did you Becky? Or did you? And I just missed it. No, I did not. I did okay. not tweet about it. I texted well, it to my closest view. All of
3: which are on stage right now, actually.
0: Well because if you, you click the, the, <laughs> the link in her bio you can go straight to the source. <laughs> Yes, that's true. Um, and read her her latest post. But, anyways, I guess that's my introduction of Becky's latest edition of her medium post. What do you call mediums? Blogs or are those new newsletters? I call them articles. I don't, okay, I don't, articles. Mine are articles.
3: I don't. I think you can do it however you want. But yeah, yeah, I call mine articles.
0: So her article is called "Building a Public: Creating Better Boundaries." It's also where she introduces the new phone she mentioned. To. Oh my gosh. We yes. need to talk about the name. Okay. Have, have yeah. you said the name yet? Sorry if I missed that too. It's like loud in my heart. No, we haven't talked about
3: the name yet. We just, I, I just said that I got a new phone to host, but we, yeah, we haven't talked about it.
4: Let's talk about okay. your name, Becky Two Phones, because I think oh, yeah. that. Th- that article gave me like vibes from uh, from the I Wire. Think my connection you had,
0: like, is like a- in and out. Can you hear me?
4: We can. We can hear you. Gosh darn! Can you hear yeah, us? Yeah, we
0: can hear you, Liz. Oh, you can. Okay.
4: <laughs> I'm just telling okay, Becky how how she reminds me of uh, of somebody I'm from done. the Wire. When the Wire, they always had like a I'm burner getting phone. Getting my car. For, uh... I'm muting
0: really quick. Sorry, I'm awkward.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I think she's just trying to talk over my. Not uh, <laughs> <laughs> awkward I don't at all. She
3: can hear you. <laughs>
4: no i i know but maybe my connection to you you uh being on the wire uh, if anyone's an hbo wire fan up there um so maybe she's trying to drown that out a little bit i don't know but yeah becky two phones <laughs> i like that name
3: i like it too um in in the medium article because okay listen here's the thing i decided that anything i do in web3 needs to be authentic like like as as authentic as possible. Okay, I'm a little rap god. I love rap music. Okay, I realize I'm a white girl from Nevada. I have no business doing this. Like I did not grow up in the hood. I'm like middle class suburbia. My parents live on a golf course. Okay, like literally nothing about me says that I should be this way. But like from the jump, I am. I swear to God, in the past life, I was like a gangster. Like I can't explain it to you, but even when I was a child, I told my parents that I was not exotic enough. Like what sweet little angel baby decides to tell their parents that they just don't look right? Me, me. It was me. I did that. I was pissed off that my eyes were green and not blue. Like I, I'm just a, I'm a case. Anyways, all this to say, <laughs> that was a very long tangent for what I'm about to tell you. In the article when i announced that i have two phones i said one for the plug and one for the load and i don't know if anyone knows what that is a reference to but i was very proud of myself and i thought it was hilarious
4: let's let me guess is it from a drake song
3: no it's actually not a drake
2: i got two
3: <laughs> yes Graham, come through
2: Becky,
4: I was going to ask you your top three favorite hip hop artists, but I think it'd probably be Drake, Drake, and Drake.
3: It is Drake, exactly Jay Z. Yes. Well, okay, Drake, Jersey, Champagne, Poppy. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. In real life, which if you don't know Drake, those are literally all his nicknames. So the same. Um, but in real life, I would say Drake, Jay Z. And mm, it is really hard for, okay. So like there's some respect that is deserved for this third spot. And I just don't, I I don't take this lightly because my third spot is kind of tied, but if we're going based off poetry, it's Rick Ross and I, he's the most undercover rapper, I think of all time. And it pisses me off that he doesn't get his shine. So yeah, I'm going to go Drake, Jay-Z, and Rick Ross if we're talking strictly lyrics and poetry. That's how I feel. Okay.
4: Rick Ross is yeah. a great call, man. I, I've, I've definitely said the same thing about him not getting his due. He's got some amazing works out there. Who would who would he be tied with? Who is your your third you were deciding between?
3: Well, okay. There's people that deserve respect. So like Biggie, duh, Obby, right? Tupac, duh, Obby. But like these are like they're they're the greats, but they're not like that wasn't my era of music. and I relate differently. I respect them, but I relate in a different way. So that's that's my only caveat. And then obviously, Little Wayne, he literally birthed Drake and everything that came after that. And so like you have to put respect on his name. Also, I've literally been on stage with him in person. So, like, I'm obviously a fan. Um, yeah. So, th- there's, like, there's some tie-ups here. But, yeah, in terms of, like, poetry and lyrics and, like, what I think's, like, true skill is, Drake, Jay-Z, and Rick Ross for me.
2: I want, I want to hear Emily. How about, how about Emily? What's your top three? Um, in the days, mine were uh, most deaf. Talib Kweli in comment. yes oh my god I love it I knew it such high hopes great I I wanted to say you know uh Ruth in the Ozark like Ruth like she was my like favorite yes Ruthie
3: yes, yes, yes absolutely I love her isn't like,
2: there a scene when she actually like she was like a full like hip-hop head and she actually met Rick Ross or somebody that she admired. I don't know. I don't remember who the rapper was, but uh, that was an episode. Yeah, epic thing. I don't
3: remember who it was. Yes, she did meet someone. It wasn't Rick Ross though, because like I would have gone absolutely bananas if that was true. I would have like saved the episode. I'm like such a stan. It's
2: my favorite it's Rick my Ross song is uh I think it's called Silk Road when it starts out and he's like Let's dodge raindrops. And then that beat comes in. Oh, my God. That's the hardest song. Every time I play it and I play it out loud, everybody comes over to the car and they're like, what song is that? And nobody ever knows. It's called Silk Road, I believe, by Rick Ross. The best song ever.
3: Okay. That sounds amazing. Mine is definitely nobody's favorite. I relate so deeply. Like, I just, it's a spiritual experience for me. Yeah.
4: I think on Ozark they played I think they played most Def, maybe. They definitely played Wu-Tang I think in that season. But yeah, it was it was it was great to hear some of that tied up in Ozark. You didn't expect that. But wow, Emily, I mean, most staff to live quality and Common th- those those are like in my legit like top like personal favorites. So, shout out to you for saying those three names cuz I don't think everybody would. We used to call yeah. that Backpack Rap
2: in back in the day, but I think we got away from that turn yeah common sense was here before there was a such thing as common sense was here when big daddy came was rapping still like dang he's the goat though
4: yeah and that and a black star album quality <sighs> and those steps the black
2: star oh i'm sorry i had to come off mic. like the city i don't know if, oh my god i forgot the song but like but like the city's breeding i don't know those were the days i, I i'm just like black star album that that
4: yeah, and Kwali's reflection eternal, he had um, like Mandela was on there. Um, I think there were some other people, Desmond Tutu maybe. Like there were some people with some amazing interludes that you know. Becky and Liz, I'm sorry to, to I don't mean to take over the show talking about hip hop. No,
3: you're fine.
4: I nerd, I nerd out good. over that stuff. I was thinking about this like hip hop. Are- this is yes, Twitter Twitter Spaces is hip hop. Um, Web well, Girls Night in Web Three is hip hop, but. Cool. Honey P, exactly. But I was thinking this week, Grant. Maybe you have some, and and Becky, for real. Like when you think of people in their debut albums, you know, like there there are so few out there that you could really like peg as like the greatest albums of all time. But there are some just amazing that are up there that are some people's like first albums. So anyway, I was wondering if you had any, and Liz, Liz is, Liz has like an eclectic taste too. She's, yes.
3: I do, I do, I do. And this did not fall on my top three. Sorry, I'm very excited about this answer because I actually was kind of kicking myself for not saying him, but right now he's not really on my music radar and also he needs help. But I feel like I'm giving this away. So my favorite opener album is a 1000%. Like that's the, by the way, Honey Pea 100% thousand percent you can't really shorten that so that's the only one we say percent and then it goes milli p and like if we're very very serious about something it's billy p but like billy does not get handed out often so like you gotta like really that's saved for like you know that's like top shelf top tier like anyways that was a little vocabulary lesson in the middle of what i'm about to say so kanye college dropout
2: yes i knew you were gonna say it
3: my favorite opener. And I will say Kanye is very good at both beats and poetry. So he also deserves some respect. But like, I miss the old Kanye. And I'm not saying that his new stuff wasn't good because it actually aged incredibly well. I'm like, I'm, I'm a musical fan. I really am so sad about what's become of him as a person and like a public figure. But like, I love his talent.
2: Yeah, I love Kanye. I actually want to. My nickname is Norman Ye. Like my rap nickname is Norman Ye, And Yay. I actually want to change my last name to Ye actually now because it's ironic that it would still be my first name is Norman and my last name will be Ye. And it would still say Norman Ye. Norman Ye. Oh So it'll be the same. I'm going to do that.
3: I love that. That's such a cool name. <laughs> I love it. And honestly, Emily, when you said Talib Kweli, I was like, oh my God, I only know about this because of Kanye. Like, I wouldn't have been introduced to those artists if it wasn't for those earliest albums because he dropped so much knowledge. Um, Big Brother about Hove, like that song is literally a masterclass in storytelling to a beat. Like, it is I'm, I have goosebumps talking about this. I actually didn't r- know how much I s- had studied. But anyways, yeah, I have, like, the Kanye graduation bear. That was, like, my second NFT ever, the first one I ever bought because, keep in mind, my first NFT my husband bought for me. So, like, it goes deep. Like, it runs really deep for me.
2: One thing I want to say real quick, though. When Kanye was on Drink Champs, just to keep it how real it was, they started asking him about, like, Versus or whatever the case may be, and they, obviously they're going to ask him about him and Jay-Z and, like, he just gave it up. He said, nah, that's my big brother. Like, I would never do that. Like, that's my boss. That's my this. He, even though he still had them billions at that time, he, he stood down from that immediately. He said, I ain't doing that. But that's my big brother right there. So he kept it 100 with that. You
4: know, yeah. And you and you mentioned you mentioned Kamen and, and Kwali and Mosev. There was a period of time in the early 2000s that I thought was going to be a really interesting period for what we thought hip-hop might become. Um and it, it kind of stayed like not super mainstream. It, not that it was underground, but the crew that, that Kanye was rolling with then was like, like there, it was like the Dave Chappelle crew, like the people who you see still now, like you think about those folks, like the black star crew, like Mos and Quali and common. And even like dead Prez back then, like, I remember reading this article in double XL. It just felt like we were on the forefront of, of like real, like real hip hop. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm partial because I'm, like, from, like, the n- not far from New York. So, like, real hip-hop to me is stuff that's from New York. Sorry, people, not from New York. But I have that. Back that. I have that bias, but it doesn't mean I don't like other stuff. I just thought that we could have had a little bit more realness to it. Um, and then, you know, it got away from that a little bit, I think, like, with the success of, like, someone, like, with 50 Cent and Ja Rule came out with a little bit after that. And then, um, and now, like now a lot of stuff sounds kind of similar like a lot of the beats to me sound like tick 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 like a lot of them sound very similar um so i, I always respect creativity in the space like and the one thing becky i don't know how you feel about this too because you did you did just you know name kanye to me in hip hop and music and art in general like i have a hard time separating the art from the artist i mean what, what are your thoughts about that like i almost feel like if i have kanye on a mixtape like as much as i like a song i feel like eh I definitely can't play this with the windows down or like, I got to skip this one. Like it's really hard. It's really, I almost like want to delete it off the playlist.
3: Yeah. Okay. I hear what you're saying. I think I naturally go by the rule of like who they were in the time of that discography. Like to me, Kanye in college dropout is, a young, naive, extremely ambitious, like arrogant motherfucker that's gonna make a way for himself. And I still, when I hear his music, I still hear that part of him the same way I still hear like Baby Drake and Take Care. Like there's, it's, I feel like it's them at that point in time. And then for me, the lyrics transcend the difference in time between when I first heard it to my life now. So I can relate it to my life now, but I see the artist as their perspective then. And I think that's the only way I can like justify it and like not feel gross or turned off. But I'll tell you what, I can't listen to anything R. Kelly. Like I can't. I've deleted every song that he's featured in, even the new stuff, like new stuff, old stuff. I can't do any of it. Some, I, I didn't respect him enough as an artist to make that exception for him so many little rap gods in here i knew you guys were the besties for a reason
0: yeah one of my favorite songs is called lunita it means a little moon and like a little pet name for the moon and um it's a song just about nature and the moon and i'm obsessed with it <laughs> it's like my go-to um it's like a cool vibe. But yeah, that's my favorite song. One of my favorite songs.
3: We named
0: the phone. The plug
3: phone. Or wait, is this the plug phone or the load phone? Which one? I think my personal would be the load. And I'm pretty sure that the bestie phone would be the plug. What's a lug? I mean, right? Um, I referenced it in my Medium article about new said phone. Anyways. um. I thought I was funny. I didn't get it. (laughs) I'm the only one who thought I was funny.
0: I know what a plug is, though. That's why.
3: Okay, so, you guys, we named the phone. We named her Liz and I did. She is Penelope, the iPhone. Where this all originated is that we named Liz's iPhone, which, like, I'm not a person that names things. Like, I've never named my car. I've never named my phone before this. She's the only one. Except I did name our Mac because... Vic refused to let me get a dog that I decided we were going to name Winston. And when he refused to let me get the dog, I decided that the Mac we bought next would also be named Winston as like a consolation prize. So my iMac has a name and now the work phone has a name, but Liz and I, okay. So long story short, Liz and I named, her droid who used to host our spaces, but cut us off at, you know, roughly 52 minutes and 35 seconds. (laughs) Um, Her name was Drea, Drea the droid, right? So when I got the phone, I called Liz. I'm like, okay, we need to name her. Like, what's going on? What do we call her? And we were like throwing out names. And I'm like, I feel like because Drea was a droid, we like iPhone means to have a P name, but it has to be cute. And I was like something cute like Penelope. And she was like, yeah, that's it. And then we were like, oh, my God, like Penny for short. And then the fact that Liz texted me Penny P today. I mean, this is like meant to be yeah. like it's Confirmed. perfect. Yes. Also, she's like a very cute, like pastel muted pink. Like, I'm pretty sure I now own every single color of like rose gold that Apple has ever had. Like ever, ever. Um. But anyways, yeah, she's very cute. She is super cute. Um,
0: Go ahead
4: has Winston been behaving himself around Penelope or is he like fighting for attention?
3: You know what? Winston has been dead to me for like a minute now and it's really not on purpose. But, um, when I abandoned the corporate world and like on camera zoom calls, I also abandoned our desk where Winston lives and that kind of became Vic's workstation. And, um, yeah, I just haven't checked in with Winston very much lately. I haven't really needed to. I have a lot of devices now to choose from. And Winston just isn't my first choice. He's not as mobile, you know?
4: Is, is Vic holding Winston down? I mean, is Winston getting any attention? Because I can I can see this going one of two ways here.
3: No. <laughs> Vic is oh, no. not holding Winston down. Vic got his own computer. So uh, Winston is decorative at this point um but also very functional he'll be functional when we like i don't have any more words to justify these decisions so i'm gonna stop talking
0: andrea the droid was a baddie um she is a baddie she's just tired and she cannot hang as long as we need her to so drea is still around need her for a backup 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 if we need her but she is enjoying. Yeah, she's Plan D retirement.
3: <laughs> you get what I did. What there? did you say? I said she's Plan D.
0: <laughs>
3: oh my god!
0: Yeah, she really is Plan D. Like for real. But yeah. Okay. No one else thought that was. Funny. I thought it was wow, you guys.
3: I got zero reactions in the chat, and I'm offended. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought it was funny. I got it. Plan D. Thanks. So, does anyone want to simp on someone? Oh, also, we have Fanzo that came up
3: since we were talking.
0: Hey, Fanzo.
1: Hey, I'm I'm just enjoying the conversation. I was I uh, loving all the uh, the rap talk, and now we are naming phones, uh, and now ETH Tooth is uh, you know Becky two phones, which the wire connection there was. Spot on, Travi, so um, that was uh, pretty smooth there. But I, I, I was confused at the end here when this wasn't D-Gen hours. So I just, I mean, you guys have set the bar for, you know, random chaos of fun conversation. So I'm looking forward to the rest of it for sure.
2: Well, can I simp real quick before you end up uh, running off the bed real quick? I uh, dropped you guys some ghetto grannies in your mailbox already. I put a picture in the chat to the lower uh, right or whatever the case may be. Um, Becky, yours, his name is, uh, Bentley, I believe with two E's at the end. And then, um, Liz, you got Portia. So welcome to the granny gang.
0: Oh, thank you.
2: I want to be in a granny gang. Yeah. You drop me. Anybody drops a wallet address. It's a, it's, what is it? It's Matic. It's a polygon. So I drop a polygon address and yeah, I got like 600 of these things. Not my project. I actually buy these things and I gift them. I'm the web three Oprah, whatever the case may be. So, but yeah, I got enough to give to anybody that wants one
3: now. Okay. On this note, I have to tell a story. It's about Trav and I'm going to give him a lot of flowers right now. You guys may have heard this story. It's the story about the Zarina piece he commissioned for me. I was actually on a very long phone call with Nikki last night. So Nikki, I know you're up here. Feel free to jump in if you wish. Um, But Trav, Based on a council meeting that me, Nikki and on it was the CC Council in 2022. And we were like, all still council members, I'm and Maddie were leading the project. Um, we like were having this chat about all the OGs had these like reworks that Zarina was doing, and which is like her derivative, essentially of the OG tokens. And I kept saying I wanted one. And I was like, yeah, but I have to wait till I'm an OG. Like, I just didn't think that she did them for anyone besides OGs because that's how I had always seen her work was through the OG collective. So um, within like three days, Trav literally sends me an NFT that he commissioned from Zarina of my like bubblegum pink CCPFP. And to this day, like, that is one of, if not the most, like, thoughtful, unexpected, absolutely, like, beautiful. It was, I... I can't get over it. Yeah, exactly. I still can't get over it. Trav, it was seriously, like, the nicest, like, gift. I'm still so obsessed with her. Like, it just meant everything. I was telling Nikki this last night, like... Trav could have done that and held it in his wallet and I would have been just as excited about it. And the fact that he, like, gifted it to me, like, he sent it to my wallet when it was done. It was just, like, like, exactly. Like, you just, who has friends like that? Like, please tell me, who has real friends like that that do things like that for you? Like, who? I don't, I didn't have friends like that before Web3 and it's just a beautiful example of when you find the right crew and you find like-minded people who have the same values as you and really see who you are as a person, like to your core, it, it just makes such a difference. So Trav, I really want to say thank you again for that gift. And also like, I just want you guys to know how web three Trav is. Like he's been doing this shit. There's ledgers, there's the receipts. Like he is the definition of web three one love we over me sorry fans i know that's your thing but like he truly is like the living breathing embodiment of that ethos and i'm so proud to call you such a close friend of mine in web three like i love you so much
4: oh thank you web three besties are web three besties for a reason that was actually you no, know, yes that that was based on that conversation um but like you might not have had an OG crypto chick, but you you're an OG in the space, and I think it was cool. Is like I know Vic had given you that crypto chick, right? So that was really special. And if I was ever going to commission anything, especially for you, it had to be that one. But what I don't know if I made clear at the time too was a big part of that. I wanted to gift that to you. On your first girls night, like, cause you had announced that you and Liz were about to start the Twitter spaces, but she wasn't done with it until the, I think it was like the next morning. So I gifted it to you the next day, but that was a big, big part of the reason why too, just to kind of show you like, I appreciate you and everything you do in this space. And like, we are, we are friends and like, this is what we do for each other.
3: that's sweet I actually you're right it was the very next day because I think even in that thread that I posted which whoever talks next I'm gonna have to go back through the archives and I'll pin this whole story because I this is one of the very few times I did write a thread because I felt compelled to because it was a long story that I had to tell um but yeah that was the very next day and I remember I woke up so jazzed about launching Girls' Night, and I was just so happy. Like Liz and I were both like on cloud nine. And then I like wake up and I'm I was um, working on WOD at the time, and I remember I was going into a meeting when Trav like sent me he sent me a DM um, which was like a video of the progress video that Zarina had sent him. And he like didn't tell me what it was. He just started this video and then the preview of her drawing it plays. And I'm like, no, he didn't. And I'm literally watching this and Vic is watching me knowing I'm about to go into like a work meeting and my eyes just start watering, like literal tears just started welling up in my eyes as my brain starts collecting the information and I realize exactly what's happening that it's a Zarina drawing, that it's my PFP, and that Trap did this for me. Like, I, it was such a moment. I will never, ever forget. And the fact that it came off the heels of that girl's night. Like, there's certain moments in life where you just know you're doing the right thing and you're in the right place with the right people. And that was one of those moments for me that told me this is where I belong and these are my people and they do see me for who I am. And there's seriously nothing. More beautiful in my mind. Like there's no greater compliment than feeling seen, just seen and appreciated and loved exactly as you are.
1: That's some beautiful thing, right there. that's, that's what this space is about. Fuck wag me. It's right there. What you're saying, right there. I mean, that is, you know, and it, and it's you know, surrounding yourself with good people that are doing good things, right? Like I love the you know the the granny giving out, and you got you know you know it's such a it's such a Web three approach to say. I bought so many of these, it's not my project, but I bought enough to where I want to give them out. Like, that's not a normal way. Like, that's not, like, that's such a, it's an abundance mindset, but it's even more than that. It's kind of like this, like, beautiful giving piece. And I, you know, I, you know, Travi, you know, rock, rocking my AI art there as the uh, the podcast, like, you know, I would say, like, the other thing about Travi that people just don't know is that, like, as much as he gives to everyone and gives out and, like, really just gives as a whole supports so many different music, you know, musicians and, and projects. He's also one of the, the few people I know that is always worried about stepping over the bounds or checking. Like he always checks in. He's like he's like, I don't want this to be too much. I'm like, dude, the amount that you give to the, the space and to people, I mean like that's just another sign of like great people that are, you know, continuing on that, that whole piece and, and that that to me is what we is greater than me is all about. And I don't own that shit. That's for for everyone and everything that we kind of do in this space. So I, I love that you tied that in there, Becky, because I, I, I think that's just, you know, it's such a, a beautiful sign of waiting that we can, you know, support and create moments for each other that really we, how else do we do that on, in the digital world? I mean, what do we, I, I gave you, I, I, I put a comment on your IG post. I mean, what the, like, I can't even think of what's the, what's the equivalent in like web two for the last 15 years, like, oh, thanks for sharing my IG story to your IG story. Like, it's such a, we're such a, we're playing in a different game, you know, as much as we're early. It's just such a, a beautiful examples of all the great stuff happening around
3: Yeah, I completely agree with you, Fanso. And you're right. And I feel like that was a very Web2 thing of me to be like, oh, sorry, Fanso, that's your brand because you're totally right. It's the way that Liz and I feel about besties. Like we don't own that. We want you to call each other besties. We created your web three besties. So like y'all know where to find us, but this is your community. And we've always felt that way. That's been ethos since day one. Like this is your platform, your spaces, your time to come hang out. Like we host so that everyone has a consistent space and time to know that they can come in and let their hair down and hang out with this crew and it's because you guys continue to show up that we even have any value in doing this it's really all of you like we without the crew that we're building and the community that we're building like without all of you being besties like this doesn't mean shit (laughs) I mean listen I could sit up here all day but if we're just talking to ourselves we can have a phone call (laughs) we don't need an audience for that and we do often have phone calls (laughs)
2: So what you're saying is your Web3 besties also could be read as you are Web3 besties?
0: Oh, Graham. Whoa.
3: That's a trip. And yes. That's a banger.
2: Dropping some big brain shit, Graham. Right? <laughs> Honey <laughs> P
3: Honey P. I I love it. Yeah, no, you're totally right. You're, yes. And And truly, I think that that's what Web3 brands should be. Like, I mean, like I'll say, uh, this is not a CC space. And I like really hate to talk about crypto chicks so much, but they're so they're a huge part of my Web3 journey and who I am, like literally as a person, I am a living, breathing crypto chick, like in real life, like for real, if you don't believe me, you can go to my um, DGEN Instagram. It's the same as my Twitter at Becky WoWo. And there's a picture on the, the bottom left picture on the grid is me on my wedding day. And then you look over and it's actually the Serena piece that trap commissioned and they're side-by-side stills. And I'm uh, like, you can't tell me I'm not her. Like you just can't. And I will never believe you if you try. Like I just, I know truth and that's mine. Um. So anyways, about CC, like I claim it so heavily even before I worked for the the team or the collection like CryptoChicks was a part of my digital DNA and I carried that with pride and I continue to Vic is the same way like his ex-punk is him like there is no intermingle it's him everywhere like it's in his email signature like that's how I am with my bubblegum pink pfp like it's part of who I am and I think that that is such a very like web three thing like even Gigi down in the audience like I'm sure she feels the same way about CTW like the crypto tech women are that group of women it's about the people that are in these projects in these communities and in these crews like I mean, I would never call us an alpha chat because like we're we're not, but like I love us. We are a crew. In my mind, we roll deep. Like when we show up at in-person events, like we're the besties now. And you're gonna know when we're present. Like that's just how I feel. And I think that's a huge difference between web two brands feeling like they own like their identity and web three. Letting their community own the identity of the brand, if that makes sense. I'm probably going really deep, and this is probably a very aggressive business talk, but um, thank you for listening.
4: Well, let's take take it a step deeper here, Becky. I think one of the things that I know, Fanzo and I appreciate about you, and this was something, Fanzo, you brought up um, on your pod when we were chatting was that maybe, this is not a CC thing, this is a Becky thing, so let's just just hear me out on this one. Maybe, maybe, no other NFT brand has been through as many, I don't know, as many things, as many trials and tribulations as CryptoChicks has. And the fact that the most recent tribulation is you as the brand manager, and the, basically like the face of the CryptoChicks is like, it's so on par with almost like with your story right like where you started off i know you were there in clubhouse days i know you were putting out um the Gen diaries you were working on year of the woman you were working on you know wod you had gone through your own trials and tribulations we all went through ups and downs especially with the fluctuation of the price of of certain nfts that we thought were gonna you know be more valuable and the price of different crypto and you know becky you see where you are now it almost feels like I, I know it's going to sound crazy, but it almost feels like your story is really kind of like just beginning. Like all that stuff was like the the prologue. And now and now here we are, like chapter one, like for real.
3: God, I have like the biggest smile on my face. Okay. I realize this has been a lot of talk about me and that's not the point, but I do want to say nothing like this simpy sappy shit where we love on each other and it's real. Like this is not fake. We're not making these like these things up. These are actual facts. Like they're actual blockchain, like entered hashes that you can go check to confirm that we have been doing this for real, for real. Like this is not, we are who we say we are and everything is so true. And I love that for us. Like, I love this feeling for all of us. I cannot tell you how good it feels and how strong my conviction is not just in this space. Like, I i mean, I've said this on personal phone calls. I've said this on teamwork phone calls. I'll say this now publicly on Twitter spaces. I know I've said it to Liz on our phone calls. Like, I have never felt more bullish about life. Like, and I don't mean the macro things and the shitty economy. Like, we know. I complained about it last week. I promise I won't do it again. But I've never felt more right, more prepared, more in like, I'm just in my element at a level that I truly feel like I am unlocking, like I do feel this way. I've literally told this to Nikki last night on the phone, like, there's something in me, my visions are too big. And right now there's like, so much alignment and flow and autonomy to create the world that I can imagine. And Like, it's not just me, it's all of us. It's all of us using those, you know, our own imaginations and contributing and putting the work in and using the skill sets that we do have to create the realities that we want to exist in. And I feel blessed at the end of the day, every single day. I feel so privileged. I cannot believe the level of freedom that I've created for myself, but I also can't believe the endless and vast amounts of opportunities I've had now and before now that gave me the skills, the lessons, the heartaches, like all the shitty stuff that it took. I had to learn those skills to get here. And I've I've truly never felt more right where I'm supposed to be ever, like ever in life.
1: Well, you know, that also just connects beautifully to the CC, con- like, the whole vibe, right? Because, like, when I think about my early moments in this space, like, I mean, when I minted, you know, crypto chicks, and, you know, I remember when the reveal happened, and, like, it was within, like, a couple of weeks that I decided, like, hey, there's this one with pink hair that is going to be my, like, forever crypto chick, right? And, I, and like, I remember flipping up to it, right? I had four, and I, I think I sold all four of them so that I could buy in. Uh, enough to buy the 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 crypto chick that I still hold is like my is like my PFP. And, and you know it's so f- interesting just from that whole the the project's journey, but also the spaces journey, right? And I think Trevor, you hit it right on. Like I think Becky, like where that you know where that project, and I also have to give love to you know Fame Lady Squad, right? Those two projects, like Fame Lady Squad reminded me of what web three community could actually look like in that like people could come together and take back ownership and and like so much of that. Like I remember the very first time um, you know, uh Board B- B- Becky and I uh were going back and forth and I remember like that that arena and that element. But I will say like it was actually getting into crypto chicks that it was the first time that I felt like as a like cis white male being like like hey I can I can hang out in crypto chicks and have like a space and have like an energy. And it, it allowed me to also kind of like double down into going you know still i still hold this, the same fame lady squad that i that i got way back you know like when all that stuff was going down and you know and i you know you mentioned Gigi and you know crypto tech women like proudly holding those and, and 90s babes uh, another one that like i mean there are so many great people that they are so much more than their project and i think like crypto chicks is, is a, a beautiful representation of that and i think that becky you're feeling that like Log and right space and right time because like this is like it's it, it kind of came together and is building exactly what like what we need and like what the, the you know not only the community you know CC community but i think the overall community and i think it's like just such a beautiful piece and, like even looking down and you know I, gregarious dropped in here and i see doffy cut in there and both of them are rocking their their crypto chicks and i'm like damn it i got mine forged um in a staking mechanism and ape liquid so i don't have it with my Octagon, or that you know, I, I just got to change my PFP for the first time in 26 days. Which, if anyone knows me, I changed mine 26 times a day. And the fact that I had to be 26 straight days with my damn Jeep, um, I picked my most obnoxious, uh, loudest AI art that I made myself as my, my current PFP. But I, I, I would say, like, for me, like, when I, like I, for my daughter's birthday, uh, this past weekend, I wore my CryptoChicks Chicks uh, shirt. And it was at like the trampoline part. And I tell you what, it sparked nine conversations within like an hour and a half. And it was so much fun to like bring that world and like let them into understanding what crypto tricks is. And like to what Travis's point was, like, I look right now at like which projects can evolve, which projects can roll with the punches, which projects are going to be able to admit that they're not perfect and, and recognize that they also have to evolve with the chain the time. That also means sometimes founders move away, sometimes brand managers move away. And I think, you know, CryptoChicks and, and Family Squad, I have to give both of them, as two projects that just continually evolve and set the bark. And I, I think there's no mistake about it that, you know, in my opinion, there's no no surprise that those are female led projects. Because I think most of the the men led projects that that should have, could have, would have done that it's often taken, you know, too long. And I, I mean, I, I do have to give a love to, to Crypto Dads, which was like my first like PFP that I like, went out and minted. And although I didn't mint it cause I didn't understand stupid ass gas and I only put enough in my wallet for like the gas they told me. And then it minted out in like 36 seconds. So I had a buy off before, but Crypto Dads just recently, you know, the, 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 original founders stepped aside and they appointed five members of the community to take that over. And I'll just say transparently, you know, I got on the phone with the team at Crypto Dads almost a year ago. And that was my recommendation to the two founders was to I think it's a great spot to step aside or to bring on a, a board. And it took them almost nine, 10 months um, to even you know come to life. And yet, you know, Crypto Chicks and Big Lady Squad, both of them have done that and like leading the freaking way. And, and I think it's just a beautiful it's a beautiful synergy. And so, Becky, hearing that, like it reminds me. Cause it was a weird morning this morning. I had I had I had a weird rough morning just in like life and uh, and a whole bunch of random things with Web three. And you know, it's important to like be reminded about like the pure love and connections and people. And you know, for me, it's never about who's running something like CC, but it's about all of that it represents. And like when I look at the PFPs, there's just always a smile for me on that. And I think that's just that's more about those spaces than anything else. So I love hearing that from you and. I I'm all here for some love and love, sharing love. We need more of that in the space.
3: Yes, that's what the Web3 Besties are for. You can simp with us. And yes, that's the play on mean girls because your girl is obsessed,
0: but it's fine. Nice. Hmm. Does anyone else have anything you want to simp on someone for? Since it is Bessie, will you be my Valentine? Does anyone have a Web3 crush? Um, are you crushing on any NFTs? Well, I guess we just talked about that. Um, oh, that's a good... Actually,
3: we didn't really like say. If you guys have an NFT crush besides Graham's cop and my unicorn, come tell us. Nikki, I know you were crushing on some rainbow makeup earlier, my girl. I, I might be sniffing around. I might be.
2: We'll see.
3: <laughs> I don't know. Like, they just... You know, she's so good. A rainbow makeup with a black lip. Like... So a little bit bright, a little bit goth, right up my alley. So we'll see if I can make her happen.
1: She is been right my, up your
3: alley. Yeah. I've been kind of overdoing it in recent weeks. <laughs> Trying to pull back a little, maybe.
0: No? Okay.
3: You don't say. Guys, actually, <laughs> this is a great point. Um, when... Three of your four main team members are very obsessed with the project to the point that they're investing personal funds and like willing to call them their own grails. I think it's pretty safe to say we have a great future (laughs) ahead of us. Like this is this is facts.
4: Fanzo, do you have any grail pieces that you don't own yet? I mean, you you minted an NFT every day for a year. But I don't know how how often you were able to purchase anything on secondary during during the whole mint three sixty five. Is there anything that speaks to you that you don't have yet?
1: Ooh, I mean, that's a very interesting. Because uh, you know, I I will say like the, one of the weird sacrifices of of buying an NFT every day is that you know uh, you know the caveat of course was I was they had to be in the mint phase right so uh, of course CryptoTech woman is in there x punks. Uh, are in there. Uh, the journey, uh, made it in there, uh, year of the woman, uh, made it in there. And so like, you know, a lot of the projects, uh, and funny enough, you know, this is a, a weird connection of it. Um, the CC potion, I believe is in the, is in the collection. Uh, cause I, I, I think there's a bunch of those sitting in my wallet right now in the, uh, in the moment, which is kind of also funny just because, uh, man, does that bring back so many memories of like just those times. But, you know, like one of the things that I did recognize was like, when I stopped buying an NFT every day uh, in, on November 11th, you know, part of it was like, okay, well, what the hell project am I connected to, or do I relate to the most, or do I love? And you know, like, I mean, for those that were there when my wallet got compromised, you know, that was that was like the weirdest test for me, right? Because I had I had been in the space for exactly a year, almost almost to the day. It was it was like six days after I had been. Like I had, you know, bought, you know, an you know, I was in the space and, and, um, you know, I, I got in like March uh, of 20, uh, of 2021 and, um, and then, you know, in March of 2022, my wallet got compromised and, you know, the community, you know, the podcast listeners came and said, you know, what, what, what one of all, cause not, it wasn't, thankfully it wasn't very many of the collection ones There there was only four. Uh, collection ones that were removed. Uh, and funny enough, two of those, one was Danielle from nineties babes. And I didn't even ask. And she didn't even ask me. She just knew that I collected it. And she's like, Hey, what's your wallet address? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a replacement for the one that you, that, that you missed. And I was like, I haven't even said which ones were out. And from that moment, I've been a Danielle like super fan. I got to hang out with her in person uh, multiple times in Arizona and then New York. And, and I love what Nanny's Babes represents in, in that sense, and and I also say like Loser Boy Club um, was another one that Javon reached out like immediately when my wallet got compromised, and it's like he's like, damn, you had a, a top 100 that was in the collection. He's like, I can't replace that, but I can replace the top 200. But and I was like, what? like you know, um, but you know, when the community asked me, you know, I had my my psychedelics anonymous um, that were uh, stolen from me, and a couple others, uh, but the Crypto Chick was the one that I said like that one hurt the most, right? Because I, I felt like that one was so much my like Web3 uh, identity of the, you know, and it was, you know, I had a lot of NFTs stolen. I was, uh, I can't remember the whole number now, but it was over, you know, it was like 140 something NFTs that were, you know, drained out of my wallet uh, on that day, uh, you know, March March 19th via the ApeCoin exploit. But um, to answer your question in a very long way, went away, um, I don't know. I, actually, I was thinking about that when Becky said, because we, we did in the podcast, we did a bunch, you know... Uh, and Trevor, you were there when we were in London. And we, we had a lot of discussion in London about, like, what is your, like, you know, what is the top five projects? And, and I think we, we often kind of look at it from, like, you know, utility or, or value. Um, and But, I like, when I step back and, like, think about, like, the art or, like, the piece that I think I would, like, love to have over uh, any other one, there isn't actually one that, like, immediately jumps to mind. You know, I think there's probably... You know, if I had to, like, if I hadn't been doing the the AI the the NFT three sixty five buying an NFT every day, I would probably own a hell of a lot more of a bunch of projects that I love, right? Like, you know, I'm I'm very deep into Ape Liquid and uh, of course CryptoChicks, a big fan. Um, I have a lot of AI apes because that one means a lot to me because that was kind of my first exposure to AI art in Web three, and I was like, oh shit, like this is an interesting. Of course, I didn't expect to be able to create it. Like, that's a whole another one and I don't know if you guys saw my piece today today I posted it today I, I can post it on the nest but um my last look I'm starting to kind of uh, I've been finding my own in kind of the in the space and, and you know and with the whole AI thing And I've been doing more on like uh Converse Chuck Taylor's which is the one I, I did up there but that was like it's kind of crazy I I, I actually created three pieces individually and then I stitched them layered on uh on my iPad and turned that into the one that you see up there and um, but the the funny part about that whole thing is that when you said, Becky, when you were, or when you were like you check the floor for crypto chicks you know on a regular basis, I actually had to in January change my like when I opened my Chrome browser, I had two tabs that automatically opened and it was funny because it was my gem.xyz, but it was my crypto chicks landing page because I, like that is the collection that I have scoured like the, in my favorites on my on my main wallet it's like just hundreds of crypto chicks that I was like, I like this one. I like the pick pink lipstick on this one. I need one with the pink hair like this. Uh, and I own, I think, I, I think I have four of, of ones with pink hair, but yeah, I don't know. Trav, yeah, that's, that's actually a great question. I, um, there, you know, on the flip side of that, there's not a ton in my wallet of 900 plus NFTs that I, um, there's probably only a handful that I could say, like, those are the ones I will never sell. And I'll never like, like go, uh, like my Playboy Ravatar is one that is, you know, really important and valuable to me. That was, you know, a very big aha for me in New York whenever, you know, I was able to the utility was activated and I was able to go to a Playboy party because I owned an NFT and I was like, oh shit, like I can check off bucket list ideas with uh, with NFTs. But uh yeah, I mean it's a great question. I, I think it's what about you, Travis? Do you have one?
0: Well,
4: I think it's it's crazy, man. You just mentioned like for a lot of us, the IRL like access to things. That really opened my eyes to the utility, even beyond, like, merch claims and, you know, token-gated websites and stuff. And we just had this conversation with Spotty on on the spaces right before this one. Um, But, yeah, it was like holding the NFT to get into something you otherwise would have to pay whatever, however many hundreds of dollars, like, to go out in the city um, that night. So, yeah, I, I think... For you it was Playboy avatar. For me, there were there were a couple things like even you know when when Evan was was launching Diamond Dogs and stuff, and to see I can go to a baseball game for holding an NFT and then having Spotty's thing to go to his concerts, it, it was like it was like VIP access that you know that that's what you want in real life. So, but yeah, I mean, in terms of like, in terms of NFTs I don't own yet. I mean, I'm 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 real. I've talked about this. I'm really bullish on OSF's project. Wrecked uh, guy R E K T. Just had him on the podcast. I think like he's he's doing so many things that are so interesting. Um, and I said even earlier when like when you guys were all having like the the Kanye Love Fest, like I still always give love to the like creativity out there and like what, what OSF does with even some of his additions, like Direct City, where if ETH goes up five percent over the course of twenty four hours, the NFT looks one way, right? It looks like a nice shiny city. If ETH goes down five percent in twenty four hours. It's, it's like a wrecked version. The, the colors are darker. The, the, the people look like kind of scary in, in a picture. That's like, that's creativity to me. And, you know, to support somebody like OSF, if I could, if I could actually get one, my hands on one, like um, I'd be pretty happy about that. But, you know, we talked about Becky's process, right? And, and how from all the way back to Clubhouse to now like being one of the people who run crypto chicks. Fanzo, for any of us that listened to your podcast religiously as we did, like, I feel like I remember where I was when when your wallet got compromised. Like I feel like I was. I remember even you and I weren't like like friends like we are now. But I even remember DMing you and Drew and being like, "Yo, I know who has your crypto, chick." Like th- like they just showed up in in the Discord and yada yada yada. And then we, we we somehow found a way to track that person down and get it back to you. And then the raising of some of the funds to to get it back. I don't remember if it was Carter or Ryan maybe it was drew somebody in the NFT 365 discord did like a fundraiser event to, to get that back. And just, I remember like being part of that, man. And I think I've said this to you before, maybe in real life, but like, I don't know, like, I feel like it it hit us all, like in such a crazy, weird way. It wasn't, you know, my tokens that got taken, but like you have, you have like that Gary V thing about you where like, you're, you're helping people like onboard into the space, giving out education, like doing countless hours of things for free. So when you got hacked, it, it really hurt. Like I really, I felt like it really hurt us. And I remember even like, you know, and you were getting emotional during the the podcast and stuff. And I was like, damn, like we got to do something for this guy. And it's good to see even back then too, like whether it was Danielle, I know like M M and I had some talks about things too, about like how to get you back something. So I was glad you're able to get that back. But man, like that was, that was an emotional time. And looking back over the course of the year, you know, Becky and and Fanzo and and Liz, like, I'm not sure exactly when you jumped into Web3, but I think we've all been through some crazy stuff. So it's, it's really interesting to kind of see where we are now and, and like, look, look around and see who's still left here in the space after all we've been through.
2: You know what? I felt that same way for a second when fuck, when oh, excuse me for cursing, when I was listening to Fanzo's episode about how the Rally Token was going to be going down. He had to come to his following with that, and you know what I mean? It's like, you know what I mean? It's like this guy is like the nicest guy; he's always open to teach and all this and that. And so it's like, it's like the guy you see that would never fight somebody, and then somebody bullies him, knowing that. He's he might even be a big guy that could probably punch him and knock him out, but he's too nice to even do that. And it's like, just keeps getting hit with these things. But Fanto's a champion, though, man.
1: Wow, thank you for that. Um, yeah, that rally one, um, it still hits. It still hurts, um, especially just because that was before I got in the Web Three. Like that was, uh, I you know I got approached on Clubhouse in December the year before about launching my own coin um, and, and, I, and I'll say I just all of this, I mean, you know, I, I, you know, I think the lesson for me early on in my career was that if I, if I believed that perfection was a fairy tale, then I could own my own vulnerabilities, my own mistakes, and even my own, um, you know, pain in a way just to, to, you know, let people know that they're not alone. But I mean, truthfully, part of it was like, I don't know if I get through both of those scenarios if it wasn't for the fact that I could lean on the community, I could lean on the podcast uh, and I could just let people know, like, you know, I mean, this is a startup that was backed, you know, like when I did the research and they had $29 million uh, of series A funding from A16Z and I know Gregarious is in here and he had a coin as well. And I mean, I did all the fucking research that you could imagine. Right. And then I went all in, like I went on every single community call. I wrote feedback. I, I mean, I, I, I was all in, which, which gave me the conviction to help my community go all in with, with uh, you know, with the ADHD coin. And then for them to, you know, pull our legs out from under us and like that, it just, you know, I, I appreciate those kind words on that because it also means something because like, you know, doing those podcast episodes, I don't ever want it to come across, you know, self-serving or like, uh, you know, just trying to air dirty laundry or or well or, or with me but you know especially doing a daily damn podcast um you 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 got to ride or die with me uh pretty much all day long every day because uh i couldn't hide any emotion or a roller coaster and you know that you know that day i mean i every time i walk into my office weirdly enough um like where my office was set up before when i when i minted and, and I, I still call them out because i was I was buying a juice box, friends. Like the NFT is called Juice Box Friends, which I still like. I just think it's so wild. And I checked on my phone, and they had sold out. And I was like, "What the hell? They sold out already!" So I went to OpenSea to buy one, right? And like, I just kicked my daughters off, you know, from Roblox. And I was like, "Get off Roblox for five minutes. Like, let me freaking buy this damn OpenSea NFT." And I bought it. I let them get back on for Roblox, and I don't even think my ass hit the couch before I recognized that before I got like a message, someone said, dude, you're listing a bunch of shit on the floor. And then I was like, Oh wait, what? And you know, and that, that, that's how like that whole thing happened. And I mean, that was, I mean, that was, that was definitely my lowest uh, of low points of, of web three. And, you know, unfortunately the the rally thing that you mentioned there, Graham, like, I mean, that, that was, you know, in a weird way, I think it, it, it was tougher on me personally with the rally side because um, you know, because I, I had I had really used my own social equity to get other people to agree, and I, I I mean the only reason I gave a shit about that damn coin was the idea that rising tide lifts all ships. But I didn't realize that someone could pull the drain plug on the fucking tide, and that uh, all of our ships are you know would be <laughs> sitting there on the dock and uh, just got to be screwed, right? So I mean, it's a good lesson too, right? And and I will say, you, you mentioned um, M. She was the very first founder that called me. Like she literally DM'd me and was like, "Hey, can I? Is do you want to talk about?" It? And I remember that like wholeheartedly. Her, you know, kind of reaching out to me there, like you know, when the the wallet got compromised because that, that that meant a lot, right? And I I haven't forgot any of those people. And you know, I own you know multiples in a lot of projects that that don't really have a floor price right now, but I'll never sell them because so many people came, you know, to support and help out and you know, and, and, and crazy enough, you know, of all of those NFTs, you know, we hacked back the, the actual wallet itself. And every time I open my MetaMask and I see hacked wallet, cause I named it hacked wallet it, in my MetaMask. It always makes me laugh um, because we, we got back a lot of the, you know, there was a total, I think 364, 361 NFTs in that wallet. And they, they got over 140 of them before I was able to, you know, kind of do some things on it. But um I mean, this, this space is a wild ride. Right. And like, you know, hearing Becky's side and like, and funny enough, like that was, you know, March and like I was riding through the crypto chicks ride at that same time. And we were also, we had, we had just hit a million downloads on the podcast and like, you know, it's just an interesting world to go on because that was March uh, that we hit a million and we haven't hit 2 million yet because, you know, the space happens and things go down and I'm not being greedy or acting like I care about the numbers, but like, I'm with you in like the sense of like, I haven't lost any faith in what this space represents, even with these shit moments, because it also exposed all these great people that are in here. Right. I think that is like the fundamental aspect. And I know Becky, that's what you were, you know, kind of sharing there too. Right. Like, I mean, I ride or die with you and Vic, you know, all day. And, you know, and I I, like every time I see that X-punk, right. Like expansion punks, like still one of my favorite, uh, interviews that I ever did on my podcast talking to Jeremy because like as a dad that was like looking for representation in the crypto punks and to recognize that the the females with hoodies didn't have smiles in it because there wasn't enough pixels and he created art to do that like how freaking cool is that like my daughters each have in their ledger uh you know they each have a crypto chick um and they each have a uh an ex-punk uh they actually have they have one or two others they each have a 90s babe um, in my, in my daughter's ledgers. But like, I mean, that to me is what this space is all about, like those moments. And, and the beauty is like, those moments still exist now. And, and for everyone that's like, you know, we're still, we're going to create more of those moments moving forward and, and even more powerful ones, because let's face it, for every one of those you know great moments we have, you know, I have, I have, you know, 400 free NFTs that I minted for no good damn reason other than I was just stuck on FOMO. So yeah, I appreciate the the kind words and the, know the roller coaster and you know for anyone that's that's struggling just know that you're you know you're not alone and it's okay to not be okay but also recognize that when you're going through it, you know, you know, trying to handle it your own way. And like for me, the best way that I can handle it is like if I can just help someone else that gets compromised. And I'll, I'll tell you, there's still four people that are ginormous founders in this space that I've never told anyone. No one knows that four different founders DM me the only time they've actually ever DM me and said that their wallets also got compromised, but they were too embarrassed to ever share that ever. Um, and that like, it wasn't until my wallet got compromised that they were actually able to like own it and put it out there. And like, I still take that with like great pride because I think like now, like, you know, when wallets are getting compromised, I'm not saying that I started the trend, but like it, it does feel more acceptive. And I will tell anybody it is the worst feeling like it literally felt like, you know, like someone violated me in, in a way that I was just not prepared to handle. Um, and, you know, and then it also exposed all these great people in the space. So I don't know, I don't know where I was even going with that, but I'll leave the plane there.
4: What do you think, Becky? I think we're all growing together. Yeah, I think that was kind of where I was going with that. Like, Fanzo and I, are, we're, we're pretty vulnerable about some of the things that we've gone through, right, that led us to, to where we are now. And I, I know that you and Liz, you know, share a lot here. It's kind of like a chill space and stuff. And, um, you know, we, and we've all seen, we've seen a couple of things, Becky, like, you know, fanso. To speaking about rally, one of the things that's driving me that drove me a little bit nuts about rally. I know this is recorded. I'm not fighting anybody, but I mean, rally doesn't exist anymore, so who cares? But I was helping onboard um, Evan uh, with his with his launch of his coin, and like the company was having meetings with us. Like this is literally like maybe a month or a few weeks before they started to announce that they were not going to like continue i'm just like why why did you waste our time and these people who are like going onto your site to buy this coin if you knew if you knew this like to me like that doesn't i just don't get it like i just will never understand that that point and becky you know we don't have to name names and stuff but like we've seen different people in this space who are like heads of different um like brands and, and founders and stuff like that come and go and, and we talked about it too like how you know, like crypto chicks has evolved and stuff, but like, this has happened with a lot. And a lot of them aren't, aren't really around anymore. Like, you know, Fanzo, I think you just gave a lot of really good advice for people. Um, at, You know, and I know your DMs are open because anytime someone clicks on them, it says like, I talk fast and tweet faster. Like like that kind of thing when someone tries to DM you. It's, it's a really like inviting way that Fanzo has. But, you know, Becky, like how, what's something that we could tell people to deal with, like just this whole, like, I don't know like founding teams just not really kind of being as present anymore, like a lot of us kind of feel hung out to dry with so many projects, and you know we we've known people who who have run companies and stuff like that in real life and in web three and it's I don't know it's just it's just you almost feel like a little bit like exposed in that way. like I know it's not the same as Fanzo just said about getting drained, but it but it has it like a similar kind of thing where you just feel like, man, I just threw my my eth out the window
3: yeah, Trav, I totally. Feel what you're saying. And I think the biggest thing that I can say is for anyone, my best advice is like embrace that vulnerability. I think vulnerability is the part of us that makes us human. And the more we're willing to open up and accept our vulnerable places, I think the more seen we are for who we are and the more loved we are for who we actually are. And to me, that is a much better breeding ground for success when the people who surround you know your flaws because you've been extremely communicative about them and can support you in your weaknesses so that you can shine in your strengths. Um, So just as like a rule of thumb, a rule of life, a rule of business, a rule of Web three, I think that we as people need to get a little more comfortable with our shortcomings and understand that having a fixed mindset about those shortcomings will never serve you. And if you can have an open mindset and know like, it's a growth mindset, if you can give yourself the permission to embrace a growth mindset and know that your limits are only what they are today, and they don't have to be those same limits tomorrow. And that you have people that if you just open up and ask for help, they're going to be willing with like open arms to let you lean on them and to let them support you like people want that the value in a relationship should go both ways and you really do like you want to feel like you're contributing as much as you're getting from any relationship you're in and I don't think that we can have true authentic real relationships without embracing the pieces of us that are vulnerable and flawed and not perfect um my current boss <laughs> Bob, as you all know him, um, who owns the Crypto Chicks collection, tells me all the time. Um, and Trav and Nikki can vouch for this because they're on our team meetings where he literally tells me in front of anyone. <laughs> and I deserve it. That um, perfection is the enemy of goods. I, isn't that what he says, you guys? I'm pretty sure that's what he says to me. Um, But the point is, I'm a perfectionist, I have been my entire life, and some things need to go out just good enough. And I'm learning to embrace the fact that things don't have to be perfect, even though I'm in an extremely detail oriented and like, thoroughly thoughtful, like I'm extremely strategic in everything I do, nothing I do is like, just cause I'm, I think through things from so many different angles, in order to make hopefully the right choice. But that takes time. And sometimes in Web3, we don't have that time. So I have to lean on people who know me well, because I've communicated my flaws. And they've seen my flaws, they've seen how I operate to help me through where I'm not that strong. And that's, I think, what happens when you lead with with a certain level of vulnerability and authenticity. And they truly go hand in hand. It's just that vulnerability can also get you in trouble if you trust the wrong people. So you also have to be able to delineate between the relationships that are there to support you and the relationships that are there because they see your shine and they want some of it. You know, Um, okay, this was a very long tangent. So I'm really in the plane. I think everyone needs to embrace vulnerability in general. And I think doing that, We give others permission to own their mistakes and own their shortcomings. And I would have a hell of a lot of respect for a lot of the people that disappeared or didn't do what they said they were going to do if they came back and just owned their shit. So I think that's all we can expect from anyone at the end of the day. And yes, maybe you invested in a project that thought they were going to have a thriving business. Maybe they thought they were going to have a thriving business and they had big plans. And lots of ideas and really want to you know take their project to the moon like I think that that's a very real possibility but we as a community don't see that if those founders don't open up and own their mistakes and own and and that takes comfort with being vulnerable on a mass scale, because these are not communities of just like a couple hundred people. We're talking if you have a good holder ratio, at least 4000 unique holders in a 10k PFP collection, right? So this is like a massive audience that you have to own, like me as a person, hi, I fucked up, or hi, I'm going through a life change, or hi, this Economy did not pan out the way that I thought it would, and I'm now 40k in debt because I had to pay a dev and an artist, and I created this project, and my parents hate me. Like, you don't know what's going on at home and what the situation is, so it is a gut punch to be a community member from a founder who who may have ghosted you. But I would also say there's two sides to every coin, and the more we show up and allow leaders in this industry to be authentic individuals and to show up as some, their whole selves and truly embrace all of what that means, including the not-so-pretty pieces, I think we're going to see a lot more mutual respect from the people who choose to lead now and in the future.
1: Oh yes. Drop the mic. I mean, holy shit, like. Thank- I mean, that's where too much Becky hashtag just needs to keep rocking, because I tell you what, that was what I mean. That might be my favorite open mic that you've ever had, Becky. That was pure gold, and I, I wish that every founder, every holder could feel that, could hear that, because you are so spot on, and and we connect with people's vulnerabilities way more than we connect with what people consider their superpowers or what they're fucking great at, like. We we love that that piece of it, and you're right. Like, I mean, Gregarious is here in the audience. He reminds me all the time. Like, startups fail. Like, startups fail on like a crazy high freaking percentage, and we just have to own that. Like, some of the people just have to come to the table and say, "I tried this and failed." And so, like, I love everything that you just shared there, and I think I think it goes into every aspect of our life, right? Because I think loneliness and you know, if you look at a lot of the things that we have, you know, the struggle and, you know, and people that we've lost, you know, especially, you know, Twitch is uh, someone that, you know, for me that was starting to become a friend and, and to, to know someone that was such a bright light that was, you know, that, that felt like he had nowhere else to go. And, and and I think part of that is because we didn't give him a permission or a place to be vulnerable. I mean, he's, he's on the Ellen show and he's DJing and he has a perfect life. Like you know damn well that if he came out and was complaining about his depression and his loneliness, people would have been like, Oh, woe is me, rich celebrity. Like, uh must be you know, must be tough. And how horrible is that? Is that like someone that like brought that much joy to everyone else? We didn't even give them we we wouldn't have given them even the opportunity to be vulnerable. And so you I love that like for me that vulnerability is so freaking contagious because when you admit that you're doing like even when I talk I often say that I'm co-parenting and I, I try to make that uh, a bigger thing in my conversation now because one person about a year and a half ago on Clubhouse called, like, she's like, can I call you? And like we, we were in the Clubhouse, like direct call line. And she was bawling and she was like, no one's helped me feel seen as a parent that still loves their kids, but I'm divorced and I, you know, I have to co-parent and, and people are ashamed of that. And I was like, Oh, like I didn't realize that like, that was so important to you. And, and since that day, I've tried really hard to make that part of my vernacular and part of my thing because if it if it connected with her and how Turfield seen, then I'll do it even more. Right. So I think that's another thing for anyone that you know when you're vulnerable, you you actually start to recognize what people see in you and what simple things you can do or you could interject that would often make a way bigger impact than any freaking you know sellout collection or alpha uh, DM conversation. So, I mean, Becky, that was, that was genius. And I I love to set up that question. It was good.
3: Yeah. Thanks. Trav always coming through with the best assist. Okay. I want to hear from Liz though. And thank you guys all for tuning into my TED talk, but I want to hear from Liz on this same topic because, um, you guys, your girl is very insightful and I feel like she definitely has feelings on, web three leaders and what it takes to be a good one and mark my words this girl she's coming through okay just like don't tell me that we didn't warn you
0: I mean in my mind I think when it comes to web three leadership like it it's like integrity like being who you are creating your image and your persona online because a lot of us are on Twitter or discord or whatever, but primarily you can see personal brands built on Twitter here. And I think it's really important to also live that beyond Twitter and your interactions and your business deals with any teams you may lead people you're working with coworkers, partners, whatever it may be to have that truly be who you are through and through and keep that consistent because that also builds trust also. And it's really respectable, honestly, because that's not always the case. There's so much facade out there. Like there's a lot of performative profiles and they're not really who they say they are or like the, you know, some actions could be inconsistent. And I've experienced this in multiple ways. And it's it's really disheartening every time it happens. Like it's it's sad, you know. It's like people create this image of themselves online, but then it's like, oh, like you're different, and that's really sad, you know. So I think that's like important when it comes to not even just leadership, but just like as a person and like as a spaces host or as a creator or a founder or whoever. Like, however you're branding yourself and building yourself up to be, like, if we're meeting in real life and in person, like, I really hope you're the same, you know? Like, how exciting is that? And it's really heartbreaking when it's not the case. So just, like, something to... I don't know. That's, like, my whole tangent about this. Becky has heard me ramble on about this so many times.
3: <laughs> but but it's an important ramble. And that's why I wanted, like... I. I think it is. It's an important perspective to highlight because the thing is, like, in, okay, I said this to Nikki on the phone last night, and I feel like it it rings pretty true. Web 3, to me, it feels like I grew a different dimension. Like, my life was kind of 2D before. Like, I kind of just, like, played the society game and did what I was supposed to, like, what I thought everyone expected of me, what I thought thought the definition of success was. I was chasing things that like I liked but may or may not have been me. And now I feel like I have this level of dimension where like I know who I am and it's like, you know, like we're a box now, not a square. You know, like there's there's dimension to this. We're a cube. Like there's you you have different angles and different facets and different sides. And the thing about web three is that if we're literally thinking in terms of even the blockchain, if you guys can visualize this, like, that block should look the same, or roughly, you should know that every side of that block is that block, right? They can't, they can't be identical. I mean, don't get me wrong, like, bad bitches have bad days, too. Okay, like, I am not always the sweet, gracious, like, very nice co <laughs> I am here. I'm just not like I get frustrated. (laughs) Like Your girl will throw down an F-bomb. Like it's nobody's business. But like, I'm the first one if I do to apologize for like coming out of character because it's not, that's not how I choose to live. That's not my truth. But like that you should still know that the sides of me are all still me. Right. So I think if we think about it in terms of like those blocks, we are all a block and being in Web3 we have already submitted to a transparency, right? Like we've already put ourselves out there in three dimensions saying, this is who I am. Here's my wallet. Here's my face. Here's my name. Here's my Twitter handle. Here's my husband. Here's my everything. Like I just reactivated my LinkedIn. Like it's all real, right? And I think it's important. Like I'm just using myself as an example because I can speak on myself and I can't like speak on everyone. Like that's just not, I shouldn't right? But I can tell my story. So anyways, um, I think it's important that all the faces of our block are consistent. And the things that are said, I hope that the things that are said to my face are the same things that are said in back channel chats and group chats that I'm not part of and discords that I'm not part of. I mean, if my name is even mentioned, I don't think I'm like big potatoes like that. Like, I don't think, you know, whatever. I'm just saying, if my name were ever mentioned, I would hope that what I presented is also what is said about me and vice versa. I hope that my block is transparent, because I'm very proud of who I am, what I'm doing, what I've done, I will own my mistakes, I will own my failures, I will own shortcomings, I will own anything that I've said. And I always say this, I everything i tweet everything i put in discord everything i text everything everything i write i assume that it can be screenshotted and used against me later i automatically assume that and i communicate with my heart on my sleeve because that's my truth that's my heart and i just feel like if we all did that there would be no surprises like i love the blockchain because if you have nothing to hide there is nothing to hide from and there's nowhere to go like for what what are you running from like, thank you, Graham. I appreciate that. But to that point, I think if you're going to present yourself in one way, publicly or privately, just know that that goes both ways. And if your faces of your block don't match, like, chances are it will probably show eventually through time, through conversation, through actions, through history. And the real will will recognize the real because the blocks and the faces will all look the same, you know, like everywhere in person, online, on Twitter, on Instagram, on whatever, wherever, sitting with your best friend at home, like you should be having these same conversations, right? Like, I don't. Yeah. Anyways. Okay, I'm landing this plane again. <laughs> I'm on a total TED Talk tangent today. <laughs> Sorry, you guys.
4: Well, Becky, one thing that you and Liz do really well, um, and also Gregarious, who's here because he does Zealous town halls, and Gigi, who does her thing with her, her faces. Yeah, shout out Zealous, of course. Yeah, they got um, a
2: shout out, and um, and um, Liz's new uh, newsletter too. As a matter of fact.
4: Well, exactly. So it, it, it all goes hand in hand with, with what you all do. And I just mentioned Gigi too, with her Twitter spaces is like this building in public thing that, and I kind of alluded to it earlier, like we're doing this together. Like you could tell right now who are the builders in the space because you're not afraid to share those vulnerabilities, the things that make you happy about web three, the things that you're trying to like, Pivot, you know, from to keep a smile on your face to continue to move forward because you love the space so much and you love so many of the people in the space so much that you just, you know, you want to you want to know that you everything you're doing is, is the right thing. And you just continue to push yourself and push yourself and push yourself. And so sometimes that means on girls' night, you know, Becky and Liz are talking about new catchphrases and like funny like T-shirts and stuff like that. And other times, you know, it might just be a night like this where we're just like shooting the breeze together. And th- th- this is like this is how builders build. Like we talk with one another and we get each other's perspective on things. And you guys have said things tonight like a lot of this stuff I align with, but like also a lot of this stuff are like. They give me momentum to almost like reevaluate where, you know, where I'm coming from and stuff I want to do. I love that we're doing this together and that, you know, Girls' Night and the things that you all are doing, we're not afraid to put ourselves out there like this because, you know, Becky, this is not the first time you've poured out your emotions and been vulnerable on Girls' Night. But I think it is like a cornerstone piece of what makes people want to tune in. You know, like I know there are people in different time zones. Some people are making dinner. Some people are just waking up. Some people are giving their babies a bath. You know, here it's like 10 o'clock at night and stuff. So there's like a lot of different time zones for people. They could be anywhere and they choose to be here because they know that when they're ready to request to come up and talk, they're going to have a safe space to do it and they're going to have the right people to talk to and they're not going to have any judgment because we're 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 maybe even more vulnerable than than they are. So I think that's exactly, you know, you guys are doing the right thing here. So anyway, let's get let's Let me get some cases. One more
2: thing though real quick. May me ask one more thing? Cuz 100% correct, honey pee, but I think there's enough of a diversity in this room, too, between guys and girls, East Coast, West Coast, Eagles fans, and unfortunately a bunch of other losers in here that the people that are even playing back this later on at a later date or a later time, they like the curiosities they had, like some of those things are answered and kind of quelled, too, with what Fanzo's going through and everybody else here on the board. So, um, you know, Web3 besties is killing it. All
4: right, well, Giants head coach just won Coach of the Year, so... So as you can see, we do get into a lot in these Twitter spaces. Yes, it's a public conversation, but it's not a show in that same sense where if you're a Twitter space listener, a podcast listener, it's done for show. A lot of it is talking together. Guests sometimes come up and give some ideas and we just really talk about a lot of things. And this was a really good one. This went on pretty late. Um, I took obviously a bunch of snippets and put them together here. But Talking with Becky and Fanzo always leave me you know, really thinking about a whole lot with the space. And they're people who um, are very close in, in my circle of friends and you know what I consider real-life friends, but also Web3 friends. They're people who I trust and, and I hope also... Feel that way about myself, and I love what Becky and Liz are building with your Web three besties. It's their brand now, and it's something that we're going to see continue to grow. So, there's Twitter Spaces out there for everybody. If you'd like to get in early and hear a lot of the let's goes and buy all this stuff, then there's Twitter Spaces for you. If you're one of the people who work all day and really try to make Web three, uh, you know, a better place, or you're out there in your real life job and you just want a place to go and relax at the end. Um, of a week. This is on Thursday evenings and um, it gets pretty late, but you get to talk with some real great builders in the space. And that's exactly why you know, I always show up. And uh, I, I co-hosted this episode here of DGen Hours um, with Becky a little bit sometimes. And I just think it's really good for you to get to know people. You get to ask a lot of questions. We get to vibe together. And that's what Web3 is all about. And it's crazy, mixed up, kind of nerdy, kind of cool Brand new world of NFTs and Web3. And I know this was a different kind of an episode, but I just thought it might bring a, a little bit of, of clarity, a little bit of value to you to see what it's like for us who are on the forefront of doing a lot of things here in Web3. Just really having conversations together and trying to you know, make our next steps and really think about you holders out there and listeners out there and how we could think about ways to add more value to things and that's that's what i'm doing with the journey and that's why some of you haven't claimed yet i'm going to hold back some of the tokens and make sure that you are able to get them because there's a lot of things that i want to continue to do there's a lot of reasons why people buy their nfts and i'm going to tell you this i respect you if you believed in me or our team or the journey nft because you deserve it and That's what it's all about. So I hope to meet you in person at NFT NYC, maybe one of the other conferences I've been asked to speak at in in the course of the next couple months. In the meantime, let's keep riding together for the next 50 episodes and keep on doing what we do best. And that's bring one love to Web3. I'll catch you next time. Peace.